When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 94. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Now, today's episode is all about Periscope, and I believe that this social media platform is only getting bigger and bigger. I've seen people explode their brands with Periscope, and I've seen some amazing sales results and list building results come from this very platform. Now, I am not an expert in Periscope, but I'm very interested in using it more and more. So I have brought on a guy that knows pretty much everything there is to know about Periscope. His name is Zachary Spuckler. We call him Zach. And he started working with online businesses at the age of 14. Yeah, you heard me right. He's done everything from creating and flipping websites to product creation and sales. At a young age, he's had an inevitable amount of experience in online business, and he's now using it to help others build their businesses and generate better profits but he's really made a name for himself as one of the first people to figure out how to use Periscope as a list building and sales platform. In this interview, he's going to share his tips and tricks and insights to help you get started on Periscope the right way. Now, I'll be the first to admit, and you'll hear me say this probably 20 times throughout the interview with Zach, that Periscope makes me nervous. The live streaming video part of it makes me nervous. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to move forward and really learn how to engage more with this really cool platform. I think that it is a way to break the barriers between you and your audience. They get to come inside your world. You get to be more personal with them, more engaging with them, and they get to see a whole different side of you that really no other social media platform is offering right now, at least not at this level. So we're going to talk about how to use Periscope and some of the do's and the don'ts and the technology and tools behind it. So we're going to get to all of that. Okay. Are you ready to dive into my interview with Zach? Let's do this. Hey, Zach, thanks so much for being here with me today. I truly appreciate it. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now I love watching you on Periscope. I've watched you you know, over the last few months, just skyrocket on Periscope. And I think people really gravitate toward you because you have this unique way of teaching. You're so real, you're personable, and you really take the time to make sure people understand what it is that you're teaching and you engage with them. So first, I just want to give you a big shout out. I love the way you teach. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, Periscope has become a very big deal. I've dabbled with it a bit. I haven't really jumped in full force. You have though. So tell us, I know you were telling me that Periscope just got started last March, so it hasn't even been a full year. Do you think it's only getting stronger? I'm going to guess you're going to say yes. Absolutely. So to date, it's the fastest growing social media platform of all time. There's over three years of video content that gets uploaded every day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The the growth rate is just insane. There's over 15 million active users. It's just, it's growing every single day. Okay. Well, a lot of my listeners right now maybe have watched a few Periscopes, but the majority of them, I'm going to guess, haven't really done a lot of Periscopes themselves. So before we, well, first I want to talk a little bit about your journey and your experience with Periscope. And then I want you to kind of break it down for us in terms of getting started and some of the do's and the don'ts and how to get past all those jitters. Because I must admit, The fact that it's live streaming makes me nervous, even still to this day. And I've been in business for a while. I've done tons of video, but that live streaming, um, we'll talk a little bit about why it makes me nervous and maybe you can help move me past those jitters. Um, but before we get there, so that's a little teaser, tell me a little bit about your journey. You know, um, what has it looked like in terms of you jumping on Periscope, the success you've had, what your business looks like today, kind of give me a background. Sure. So I actually joined a few months after it started in June. I had gone to a live conference and I noticed some people who were saying like, oh, we're periscoping this, we're periscoping this. And I just kept, you know, having these, this weird look on my face. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm just going to sit here and take notes because I bought a ticket. So after hearing that from a few people, I went up to somebody and was like, can you tell me what this is? And they were like, it's the future. You have to do it. You have to be on it. So I flew back. Uh, to Ohio. I was in LA. I flew back to Ohio and I decided to just go for it. And my first broadcast ended up being really successful. I guess I had inadvertently set up an account and (laughs) gotten a few followers by accident. And from there, it just grew. And in the first 30 days on Periscope, I did $10,000 in sales. And that was, yeah. And my, my previous high month had been right around $1,700. So everything changed in about 30 days. Yes. And then I thought, okay, there's something here. And I started just plugging into all of my systems, into my Facebook group, into my mailing list, into my webinars, and everything just filled up. Everything that I threw at Periscope to test, whether it was, will people convert on a webinar from Periscope? They will. Will they convert on a funnel from Periscope? They will. Will they join a Facebook group? Will they get a freebie? They will do crazy things that I never would have thought. I mean, I've had people buy... $1,500 packages from me directly from a live streaming video. It's just crazy. The engagement and the conversion that you can get with, with live video. It's insane. I'm cracking up Zach because I can hear your dogs in the background. So you got to tell us real quick, how many dogs do you have? 
So I have two. <laughs> one does not mind being in the other room. The other one can hear me talking to anyone that's not him. And so he's being a little feisty about and it. And what happens if you let him in? What do they do when you let him in when you're broadcasting? They just find every reason to make noise. They jump up on my lap. They've knocked over microphones. They've knocked over broadcasts. So I just lock them in the other room. Uh, you know, and, for, and for dog owners, the struggle is real. I've totally been there with Gus. So it's okay. We are dog friendly here on this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's all good. Okay. So you could do some amazing things on Periscope. And my ears perked up when you said you could use Periscope to get people on webinars. So we will really make sure that we revisit that. But you're telling me that Periscope is good for list building and Periscope is good for selling. And it's just kind of crazy to me because so many times I teach my students, social media is not necessarily the place to sell. But talk to me a little bit about, because I, I talk about it's a place to build relationships and build your email list, but talk to me how you sold $10,000 in those first 30 days. Like what, what did that look like? Yeah. So I actually have a little bit of background in social media. And so I was using Periscope the first couple of weeks I was on there to just get new clients. I just wanted more one-on-one -on -one clients. And so I was, I started by making about a thousand dollars a week. And after about three or four weeks, people started saying, please show us how you're doing this. Cause I'm very transparent. I'm super open about my numbers. Most of the time, um, as long as my accountant doesn't mind. <laughs> and then people were saying like, can you show us how to do this? So I, I said, okay, I'll put together a really quick Periscope training course. Like I'm not offering anything super insane but I want to know that you guys want it. Will you pre-order? And I sold about $1,200 worth of the course at a $97 intro price. And then I did it again the next day. And we ended up doing about 2,200 in sales with about an hour and a half of periscopes. So we hadn't sent emails. We hadn't done anything. So at that point, we had about you know, 5,000 in sales all from Periscope, just getting people on Periscope onto the phone with me right to a sales page, right to one was even just a PayPal button. We didn't even have a sales page. So we did that. And then I launched my Periscope course and I really drove people there from Periscope using webinar. Uh, actually, we didn't even do a webinar the first time. We just got people on my email list. And this is so crazy. This will really tell you the power of it. I didn't have a freebie for Periscope ready. So I threw together a lead page that said, I'm going to make a really cool Periscope freebie. I have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> oh my God. I just know that you should, you should sign up for it. We had over 200 people opt in for that. And when all was said and done in the course of that first 30 days and a little beyond that, cause we had launched, we had sold about 60 copies of the course. Wow. That is so very cool. You know, this is a great reminder, just even beyond the Periscope conversation that when something's hot and you know, you're good at it and you know, you have something to offer you got to jump into action and you didn't have your freebie ready. You didn't even have the course ready and you were able no. to pre-sell it. So you, I'm assuming you knew in your gut, wait a second, I'm listening to my audience. There is something here. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I, I think that that's my favorite part about Periscope is prior to it. I was always saying like, what does my audience want? Like, wh what do I offer? Cause every time I try and offer something, people are like, yes, we want it. You put a price tag on it and then suddenly they don't want yes. it anymore. But now it wasn't me asking, what do you want? It's me just listening. And now I don't have to do anything other than show up. 
I always have a notebook by me. I just take notes on what they're saying and I don't have to come up with blog content anymore. I don't have to come up with webinar content. All I have to do is show up and say like, okay, this is the 15th time somebody has said, how the heck do you run a broadcast? Boom, that's a bonus in my course, done and done. Like you don't have to think anymore. You just have to listen. And that's kind of what I like about it. That's so cool. I love that. Such a great marketing 101 kind of lesson. And that leads me perfectly into kind of getting started with this. Cause I have so many questions once people really understand how to get started with Periscope. So let's go there first. Let's say I'm listening to this episode and I thought, okay, actually I've never even watched a Periscope. I don't even know what you guys are talking about, but I'm intrigued. Tell us what we need to do just in a nutshell. Sure. So first thing I would do is you have to have a smartphone to use it, Apple or Android. I'm an Apple person. It works better on Apple to be totally transparent, but they are always upgrading the Android version. So you download it from the App Store, you open it up, and you only have two options. So people get really overwhelmed with technology, I've found. Right. But I want people to remember you have two options. Either you're broadcasting or you're watching a broadcast. That's pretty much it. Granted, there's like all the little bells and whistles and the features, but there's really only those two core activities. And so if I was going to get started, what I would do is my first week, I would just find a few people whose audience matches my audience. And that's really key. It's not somebody who you want to work with or somebody who you like. It's somebody whose audience matches what you want, because that's who you're ultimately going to be engaging with. I would watch Periscopes from them on a very regular basis, live as much as possible, just engage, have a real conversation because you'll see there's a place you can chat and talk to people that will naturally gain you new followers. And then maybe after about a week, I would try my hand at my first broadcast. And the cool thing is, you know, in other social media, you have to like actively find a way to get people to follow you. And while that's still true on Periscope, the cool thing is you can be entertained and you can be learning while you're gaining those followers. And so that's exactly where I would start is I would get some new followers and then I would try my hand at a broadcast. Okay. So the whole idea of trying your hand at a broadcast, it still <laughs> makes me nervous and it's just must be part of my personality. But I have to tell you the minute I broadcast because it's live, um, I tend to be technology, um, challenged and I'm always doing something where it's like, can you guys hear me? Wait, someone can't see me, right? Like there's always these weird tech gremlins that happen. And so the first thing is I'm guessing that I'm not alone. Like it, it does, did it feel clunky to you in the beginning at least? Absolutely. So when you first start, it feels so clunky. And I tell most people after about three to four weeks, that kind of the barrier to entry sort of disappears. Great. It's almost second nature. Okay, cool. Cause when I watch you, it's like you flip it on, you're like, relax. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, how does he do that? My, I have butterflies every single time I do it. Now I was doing it for a while at the end of 2015 a lot. And I have to admit, once I started doing it like three, four five times, those butterflies definitely subsided. Um, but okay. So it's kind of like riding a bike, you get going and then it's kind of smooth sailing after a while. Absolutely. And I will say like a little bonus to doing it, which is amazing for your audience, is that it makes you so confident on webinars. Okay. Especially that's when a people great don't see point. your face. Great, <laughs> great point. So if you can do Periscope, gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I never even thought about that. If you can do Periscope, you can nail a webinar because you're right. Periscope, 
live streaming. They see your face. They see everything that's going on with a webinar, at least the way I teach it, you don't even need to show your face. And so that confidence is going to skyrocket. So I love that you put it out there. And the other thing with Periscope and it being live streaming is that I'm a prepared kind of girl. And so I like to have my notes. I like to prepare for the session. I like to teach really valuable stuff. And it comes from not being a perfectionist. Actually, it comes from, holy cow, I've got to deliver the best stuff ever, or I'm going to be wasting their time. But I've learned from you that there's a little bit of a different vibe on Periscope. So let's talk about the environment on Periscope, what people expect, what people want, how the conversations go. Because before we get there, when you're on Periscope, who's ever been on, you already know this. If you've never been on, you'll notice that what happens is you'll see Zach's face live, but people are commenting and there's like a, a huge rush of comments that just come in like boom, 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 boom. And sometimes there's no way you could ever even read all of those, but it's incredibly distracting if you ask me and you don't seem distracted at those comments at all. And one of my concerns is holy cow, how am I supposed to read those and respond to people? And you had told me, you know, like this is, we're having a conversation here. And I'm thinking this is feels very awkward. So can you address <laughs> all of that for me? <laughs> Absolutely. So as far as getting comfortable with like the barrage of comments, totally common question. The thing is you just get really good at it. The best way I can explain it is if you've ever listened to somebody who's like, I can speed read it 800 words a minute, you look at them like they have, you know, <laughs> 10 heads, but yet there's tons of people who can speed read. So it's almost very similar to that. You have to find your balance between how much can I process and how much can I take in? So that's the first thing. The second thing is people seem to love right now to call Periscope mini webinars. And I really shy away from that. I acknowledge that they have value and I acknowledge that they're very similar, but nobody shows up to a Periscope being like, all right, Amy, I am here with my pen, <laughs> paper, ready to go with my seven steps to grow my Facebook page. Like, what do I need to know? There's a good chance that they're on break at lunch. They're in their car. They're sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV and listening to you. So the real thing is you just want to show up very naturally. That's important to me. Um, if your branding is like, I'm a polished person, like I'm thinking people who are makeup artists, people who are like multi-million dollar brands, maybe you do need good lighting. Maybe you need to do your hair. Maybe you need to throw on some makeup. Me, I always jokingly say like my first million is going to come in a pair of sweatpants. So I have <laughs> bed head, I have a cup of coffee. There's like a breaker panel in my office, which sometimes makes a little cameo in the background. But that's not a big deal because nobody shows up to um, a Periscope for the ambiance. That's kind of why they sign up for your webinar or sign up for your email list or, you know, they want like they want the content here. They want to get to know you. They want to get to know what you offer and they want to get to know whether or not they like you. OK, the other thing you have to remember is I'm kind of learning that there's sort of a, a half life, for lack of a better term, to a viewer on Periscope. So the first time you get to see me live, it's like, whoa, it's Zach. Like I've, I've seen your, you know, your webinar and there you are talking to me. It's cool. After about three weeks, it's not really cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you meet somebody at a live event, you text every single day because you're going to be new best marketing friends. And then after like four months, you haven't talked in a week, right? right. <laughs> the novelty goes away. So Periscope is really a platform where you can be yourself, let people in, you know, you don't have to stress over being perfect. And ultimately your goal is to just get them somewhere else. 
get them on your list, get them on a webinar, get them in your funnel because they're not going to really watch you forever. Okay. So I'm going to tease one more thing. We're going to talk about, you've got five parts to a simple broadcast and I want you to go through those in a minute because that's where I'm curious, like what am I supposed to be doing with them in terms of getting them somewhere else? But do you think that people are showing up to Periscope to have a conversation with you? Like, should I be prepared with some notes and going over some key points? Like, how do you prepare for some Periscopes? And based on what you know, in terms of the people that do the best Periscopes out there and really active and have big audiences, like how are they showing up in terms of delivering valuable content? Yeah. So the the biggest thing about delivering the content is I like to have two to five like core pieces of content. So it's just like the internet. People seem to love lists. People really also like the teaser stuff. Like you'll never believe this one thing that's like stopping your business from growing. (laughs) People really love that stuff. The key is to show up and like make sure you deliver the content, but people are there for you because they could go read your blog. They could go find you on Facebook. Good point. They showed up because they want the interaction with you and it's live streaming. And I think that that's key to remember. It's like, you don't show up to a, a live webinar. You just show up to a live webinar or like a webinar or an online training or a live training. But here you're streaming your life. People want to be a part of that. Um, it's almost like reality TV, but instead of just watching, they get to talk to you. So I think it's really important to engage with people. I've asked my audience, and one of the biggest reasons they stop following people is that they show up, they treat it very similar to a webinar, and they feel like they didn't get to know that person. And that's good news because it means you don't have to be polished. Okay. I am. Oh, keep going. I'm personally a person who's like really unpolished by, by nature. I don't have to plan things out. Like if I'm going to do a big webinar, I'll maybe prep for 15 minutes and that's about it. Okay. Don't make me have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) But for people that are more polished, here's all you have to know. You have to just take the time to write down what you're going to talk about two or three key points where you ultimately want to send them and then make notes. That's it. Because everything else is the natural order of interaction. It's just like like, you know, a cocktail party, like you go knowing, maybe you polish up on current events, maybe you catch up on your, you know, the latest episode of your favorite reality TV show, so you can talk about it with people, but you're not showing up going, okay, so this is going to be an ideal cocktail party for me, as long as I get out the last three things that happen (laughs) on Orange is the New Black, right? Nobody's (laughs) expecting that from you. And so just treat it that same way. Like you kind of know like where your strengths are, what you like to talk about, but you're not stressing over perfect execution. Okay. So one thing that, as I mentioned a little earlier that I learned from you is I should be mentioning people that are posting in the comments, not only just answering their questions that they're asking, but if they're throwing out little insights or ideas or thoughts about what I just said, I should be acknowledging them by their name and kind of talking about what they're posting. Is that right? Exactly. So the best way I can think about explaining that is if you've ever done a webinar, which I know you have, Amy, at the end, it's really good idea to like, be like, thanks so-and-so for signing up, or I'm so happy that you asked, you know, Martin, and you call people out by name. People love to be acknowledged, especially when they perceive you as having more authority than them. It just, it's like human psychology. It's so exciting when Amy says, awesome, Zach, I'm so glad you're here. Like it just immediately creates this level of connection that you don't get anywhere else. And so I do think it's really important to call people out by name, even if it's just, 
hi. <laughs> they just want to hear you saying their name. That's really cool to a lot of people. Okay. So that reminds me of an interview I recently did. It was, let me think here, number 88. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 88. And I did this interview with Tim Page and he was talking about webinars, but one of the things that completely boosted his sales with webinars is that he had massive engagement, calling out people's names, answering their questions in mid sentence when he was teaching the content. And he really had this back and forth and he saw a huge boost in his webinar sales. And so this is kind of like that similar thing where you are literally having this back and forth conversation. It's not about all you teaching the content and people really feel acknowledged. So there's something to be said about, you know, taking the time to do that. I think it's very difficult, but like you said, maybe I just need to do more and more. So that flood of comments doesn't totally freak me out. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, Amy, that you are at an advantage and a disadvantage because you'll naturally have, you know, you, you're established as a social figure. So you'll have more people showing up from the start. The average person isn't going to show up day one and have a million comments to overcome. Okay, good point. So you you'll can kind of warm. Your skill with that. Okay, you can warm up to it as you get. Exactly. Okay, good. I love that. That's a good point. Now, I teased it earlier, but Zach created a really cool freebie for this episode. You can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash 94 download. Now we're going to touch on it here, but you can really make it your own. So I want you to print it out and actually do the exercise. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 94 download. So you definitely want to grab this freebie, but it's all about putting together a simple broadcast. And I was hoping, Zach, that you could walk us through this and then that will encourage people to want to get the, the cheat sheet too because they can make it their own and there's areas for them to write in it and, and really do a little bit of homework to do their first broadcast really well. Absolutely. So the worksheet is just five simple steps and I have like more advanced you know, steps and systems, but I think that this is a great place to start. And I will say that my most successful students take the steps that I give them, print them out, and then build them out to build their own. Good. So every student I've talked to who has done like multiple thousands or tens of thousands in sales, they always, as soon as I get on the phone with them, they hold up this worksheet that they have and go, I, I printed this out and I made notes. So I would highly recommend it. It's it's going to change everything if you do kind of follow it and make it your own. Cool. So Five simple steps. First, you just introduce yourself and give your elevator pitch. So you just want to take about one to two minutes as everybody comes in. You don't want to spend five minutes playing what I call the high, high, high game where you're like, hi, Joe. Hi, Larry. Hi, Bob. Hi, Amy. <laughs> hi, Mark. Like, that's boring. Nobody showed up to hear you say hi, but you do want to engage and recognize that you're kind of starting a broadcast. And can you say hi to a few of the first few people that show up or should I not even start that game? Yeah. So I always say hi to like a few people. And then once I get into who I am, like it kind of will shift that conversation forward. So everybody's going to say, hi, Amy. Hi, Zach. And then after about 30 seconds, I just kind of move forward and people will stop saying hi. Okay. <laughs> so you kind of have to push the conversation forward. And then I just do a little elevator pitch, which is my two to three sentences on who I am, what I do and who I serve. And I want to make sure I have those three key points and then like a little bonus, if you're listening, is that you can also throw in what qualifies you to give advice. Okay. So, so do yours. Like I want to hear yours. Yeah. So I always say, Hey guys, my name is Zach Spuckler. My company is Heart, Soul and Hustle. And I help online business owners get seen, be heard and become profitable, leveraging Periscope and Facebook. 
And in 2015, at the age of 22, I quit my job, went full time and created a six figure business with these platforms. Now I want to show you how to do the same. Whoa, that's pretty (laughs) sexy. I like it. And the cool thing is they get even sexier as you keep doing it because you'll (laughs) always, people will be like, oh my gosh, I love that. And you'll like, now it just comes out. I don't even have to think about it. It's great for networking events. <laughs> it's a, it's a little bonus that you get if you do it every single day. So cool. And you are a baby. Are you still 22 or are you 23 now? I'm still 22. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I can't even, I can't discuss that with you. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> so once you do that, they know who you are. You've said hi to them. Then you do what I call a call to share. So I always tell people, you don't get what you don't ask for. People will not just share your broadcast because you're that good. It's unfortunate, but it's true. It's just like with Instagram, engagement goes up with hashtags. On Facebook, we know that when you say like this post, if you get more likes. However, the difference between those platforms and here is that there's kind of been a social shift on Facebook where like it's not as smiled upon, I guess, to say like, like this post, like it used to be. On Periscope, it is encouraged to say, you know, make sure you share this out with your audience. And I always give a little qualifier like, hey, share this out. We're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. If that jives with you and your audience, just hit that share button and do me a huge favor. People won't do it unless you ask them. So take a second to tell them to share it out. Great. Then you give them your core content. It's just two to five main content bits, you know, and then make them as actionable as possible. I have found that this has been one of the core parts of my business where I get testimonials from people who have never worked with me. They've just heard me live. Um, Happens at least three to five times a week where somebody pops into my Facebook group and says, followed your advice on that Periscope, grew my list. Followed your advice on that Periscope, sold something. Because if you can get 50 people in the room, one of them does it and gets results, it makes everyone look good, especially you. (laughs) Okay, cool. Then you give them a call to action, meaning what are you going to have them do? So I say never do a broadcast without, you know, an intention to do something. Are you going to tell them to follow you? Are you going to tell them to join your next webinar, join your list, get in your Facebook group, give them a strong call to action um, and then Q&A. Just you finish it off with some Q&A. So you say, do you guys have any questions about what we talked about today? I'd love to stick around for maybe five, 10 minutes. For me, it always turns into 20, but I always <laughs> say five or 10 And then that's where you really lean in and take note of what they're asking. So, you know, for example, Amy, if you just did um, a perfect Periscope about three ways to boost attendance or show rate on webinars, and then at the end, people say, Amy, I know you said send five emails, but I'm really concerned that people are unsubscribing. And everyone says, yes, how do you stop unsubscribes? What do you do? You know that that's a perfect topic to write a blog post on. And then sometimes my brain works big picture, but now you've got them in your Periscope you get them on a webinar, you can write the blog and email them saying like, Hey, here's how I'd stop unsubscriptions. Cause you know, we know that when one person says it, it usually represents a few people thinking it. So now you got them off of Periscope onto your email list, you overcome their objection to blog, and now they're going to convert higher. Okay. And this it all happens is, right there. <laughs> this stuff is so good. I'm so glad I've had you on the show because I'm really excited about people learning how to do this. Now, I want to back up a little bit. Remember, amyporterfield.com forward slash 94 download. You can get the notes on what Zach is teaching here, and then you can make them your own through his worksheet. So definitely grab it. But Zach, let's move back a little bit about this call to action and specifically how to use Periscope to grow your email list. 
And I want you to talk about like, give me an example that you've done on a Periscope that's worked really well and how it related to what you taught and why people were jumping off Periscope going to get the freebie. Like, how does that look? Yeah. So when you first get started, I'll share with you what I call my, my golden question. This is like what I give to people. If you're just getting started and you really have a hard time getting that natural flow, right? So what you can say is if I had something that could help you with insert, however you help people, is that something you'd be interested in now, because you control the content, you know, that they should be interested in this. And then when people say like, yes, I would definitely be interested in that say, okay, cool. Then I'd love to share with you a free PDF that I have exactly about how to write topics for your Periscope. Head over to mywebsite.com and you can download that PDF right now and it will definitely benefit you. Actually, you do have a freebie like that, don't you? I do. Okay, you got to tell people like about it right now because I was <laughs> sure. going through my notes before we started and I thought that's a really good freebie. So tell them what the freebie is and tell them where to get it. Yeah. So if you go to periscopeworkbook.com, I have a brief little workbook. It takes about 15 minutes and it teaches you how to turn your knowledge and skills into actual titles and broadcast topics. So for the people who are like, how do I do this every day? That workbook is your, your little secret. Cool. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. So now that we are getting clear about how to do a simple broadcast and how we could incorporate some list building strategy in there, I want to talk to you a little bit about not the technology, but kind of like some things that I've gotten stuck with where I think my audience might as well. The first one feels really silly to ask you, but I need to ask you, what's the deal with like landscape versus the other way? And what should I be doing? Like, how should I be holding my phone? Sure. So the way it started was you could only broadcast in portrait, meaning, you know, always that's how the, the app originally was. A few months ago, they made it so you could go landscape. Here's what I'll tell you. Portrait is better if you're like walking and talking, which some people are like, whoa, I would never even dream it. I'm just going to sit on my couch. (laughs) If you're just going to be engaging and sitting in like a really um, stationary environment, then go landscape for whatever reason, people, it's just a fuller picture of you. And that's what people like. Okay. So if you go landscape, it just... It just seems more natural. Everything we do is landscape. You know, your computer's landscape, your TV's landscape. Why wouldn't I want to watch you in landscape too? Okay, so that's preferred. Now, a question I have for you is, should I be getting a tool to hold my iPhone? So it's totally up to you. But if you are planning to make it like one of your core strategies, I would. That doesn't mean you have to use it every time, but you know, right next to my desk, I have a tripod that's always set up and I broadcast from my office. It doesn't mean I don't broadcast from my couch or when I'm at, you know, visiting family. I just like to have a stationary place because if I'm going to deliver something really high value and I want a better conversion, even though we talked about how it's not important to be polished, there's something to be said about if you have a good broadcast that's nice and stable and you deliver quality value, It's that concept that, wow, this Periscope was good. How good is the webinar going to be when it's not off the cuff? So it's it's nice to have a place where it is more polished, but I wouldn't be like, go out right now if you're thinking about Periscope and buy a tripod, but you can get like desktop tripods for 15, 20 bucks. You can buy a full-on tripod with an iPhone attachment, totally your call. But I would recommend if you start to do it, you like it after about 30 days, get a tripod. It's going to 
it's really going to help you. Or you just get really nice biceps from holding your phone out for so long. (laughs) I have the shakiest arm. You'd think that I had issues or something. So I definitely (laughs) had to get a tripod right from the get go. How about a microphone? Do we need microphones? Because I don't think that I did use a microphone when I was doing it a lot. So I'll tell you, real, real admission is that I've gotten a little bit lazy about using my microphone. But the one that a lot of scopers recommend is the Smart Lab Plus. It plugs right into your microphone jack, whether you have an Android or an iPhone. The drawback is they are about 80 bucks. Okay. iPhone headphones work just as well. But I can tell you in the history of doing it, people always say, when I use my microphone, they're like, your, your audio quality is really good. What microphone are you using? But never has anybody said, are you not using your microphone because your audio quality is not good today? So people notice the increase, but I don't think that it's hurting you if you don't have a microphone. After 30 days and you know doing about 10,000 in sales, I was like, okay, I better start taking this seriously. And I, I invested in a microphone. Okay, cool. Now, I don't know what else to ask in this area. Like, is there something else I might be missing? The option of a tripod in the microphone, anything else? <laughs> Not really. Some people like to have lighting kits. Like I said, I'm way too low key for a lighting kit, (laughs) maybe one day. Um, But people really love it's called a diva ring light because you can sit your iPhone right in it and it lights you really well. So if you have like a more polished image, that might be a really good option for you. The only other thing I recommend is lead pages. Like I always say that lead pages is a tool for me because I can make really succinct web addresses to send people to to get on my list. So even though it's not a physical tool, Anytime I mention tools for Periscope, I include lead pages. Oh, well, you all know if you ever follow anything I do that I'm obsessed (laughs) with lead pages. So I'm so glad you brought that up. That's that's awesome that you've incorporated that as a tool for Periscope. I love that. So before we wrap up, well, I've got two things for you. The first one is so you talked about you can get people on a webinar through Periscope. And the way I'm seeing it is just like any list building kind of thing. If you get on a Periscope, you talk about two or three points that you'll be teaching on this webinar and the call to action would be then go sign up. I'm guessing that's the way you would do it. Yes. Okay. And what I'd say to that is just because of my students, we talk about webinars so much. If let's say you can get in front of this seven days in advance, five days in advance, three days, two days, I think anything within that week before a webinar is a great idea doing it more than once even better idea and just make sure that you're not doing a periscope just to advertise your webinar but of course you're giving value you're diving into something as it relates to hey if you like this i've got more of it coming up we're going live on a webinar next week kind of thing so just wanted to throw that out there and then what i want to do is do a little bit of the do's and don'ts so if you could think of two do's and two don'ts when it comes to webinars. I know we've covered a lot of it here, but I know you know those little nuances that people need to kind of be aware of. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so as far as do's go, do scope consistently. I have people tell me all the time, they're like, I don't have time to scope every single day at the right time. And I don't really think that there's a right time, but just show up every day, even if it's a five or 10 minute scope, because you get all the added benefits. You get the organic growth, you get the gain confidence, you get the honing down of your elevator pitch. So do show up consistently. I always tell people, I recommend once a day, Holy seven days mackerel, a week. Holy you're mackerel, you're just killing me right now. I know, I recommend that okay. if it's gonna be a core platform for you. So if you're like, this is my jam, I've decided once a day is where you need to be. Okay, which is totally really no agree. Different. Yeah, if it's a core <laughs> platform, totally agree, because I'm always saying like, 
if you're, if Facebook's your core platform, you got to be posting daily. Exactly. Okay. So same concept. Okay. Um, second do is always, always, always have a reason to broadcast. So whenever you hit broadcast, you should already know in the back of your mind where you want them to go. And I always tell people, this doesn't mean you can't just broadcast for good information, but then your goal is to get more followers. But you always want to have like an end game in mind. Do I want people on my webinar? If you're showing up just to say hi, it's a time suck. It's the same as scrolling through a newsfeed. And let me tell you, you will get comfortable. You will find reasons to get on and add no value and, <laughs> and just mess around. I've done it. Um, as far as the don'ts go, I always say, don't be the lunch scoper. Like, I don't know if it's just how social media is. We like think people really care about our lives. And on some level they do, but no one cares what you're having for lunch. If you teach <laughs> Facebook, they just don't like, they're not excited. It's annoying. And what it does is it creates this air that there's no way of knowing if when I join Zach's Periscope, is this actually going to be value or is this going to be him eating lunch? Oh, right? that's a great point. Like you want to set expectations about what you're all about right from the get go. Exactly. And then my last don't is don't always be selling. So you want to always be promoting. I say like always be promoting yourself, always be driving to your list, but don't always be selling. You can make sales directly off Periscope. I've done it. It works. But if you do that every single time, you essentially become like the infomercial, you know, you get sucked in for about 30 minutes because it's exciting to see how like the new oven cooks the turkey in 15 minutes, <laughs> but then I don't buy it. So right. all I did was waste 30 minutes of my time. And the difference is your fans leave and go, oh, I didn't get anything out of that. So I'm not going to come back next time. So don't always be selling, but always be promoting. That is a perfect, perfect tip. I, I'm loving that we're ending there. Zach, you have shared a wealth of knowledge. This has truly been one of my favorite podcast episodes because there was so many good nuggets in here. So first of all, if you're listening, I hope you are excited and inspired to check out Periscope if you haven't yet. If you've been on the sidelines watching a million Periscopes, but you've never done one yourself, I think it's time to branch out and experiment for sure. But Zach, you've got a product on Periscope. You talk a lot about Periscopes. You also are a Facebook ads expert. So you've got great information on Facebook ads. Where can people learn more about all the stuff that you teach? Yeah. So if you go to heartsoulhustle.com, that's my main website. And then my Periscope program is rockyourscopes.com. Um, and of course, you can always follow me on Periscope because that's where I am. It's at heartsoulhustle or just search my name in the search bar and you'll find me. Perfect. If you've never been on one of Zach's periscopes, it is an absolute must. And when you jump on for the first time, tell him, Hey Zach, I heard you on Amy's podcast. So he'll know that we've got listeners here that are jumping on to check him out and give him a little love over on periscope. Thanks yes, again, please. Zach. <laughs> I really appreciate you spending time with me. And again, this has truly been so valuable. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Zach as much as I have. Listen, you don't need to be on every social media channel. You don't need to be doing it all. But it is really important for you to find your own path in terms of how you're going to reach your audience. And there's this fine balance because it's important that you find the social media platforms where your audience is spending time, but also you need to find those platforms where you feel really confident and comfortable presenting new content, engaging with your audience, and really getting your message out there. Now, are you going to feel comfortable right from the get-go? Of course not. You got to ease your way into it. 
But I always encourage my students to find that one core platform where you know you can make a really big difference. Now, for me, it usually is Facebook. Lately, it's been Instagram. I've been doing a lot on Instagram. And maybe I'll change focus down the road and make it Periscope. I do Periscopes and I jump on. I'm not consistent. I definitely don't do it every single day like Zach does. But if it was my core platform, you can bet that I would be on there more consistently for sure. If you love to do video or you just have this gut feeling that you do really well with video and connecting with your audience, if you think that your audience would respond really well to your content via live streaming, if you think they would use Periscope and they would connect with you and engage with you there, then this might be something that you want to explore even deeper. Let me tell you, the impact you can make with live streaming is pretty incredible. If you think about it, Zach is 22 years old. He is just building up his business and he's got these raving fans, people that absolutely love him and want to buy from him. The reason for that is that he puts himself out there and he connects and engages and he listens on a platform where he's made sure that he now feels comfortable. I'm sure he didn't feel totally confident in the beginning either. I tell you all this because I want you to start thinking about your core social media platform, where you want to spend time, where your audience is, and where you feel like you can be consistent. I think this should be another podcast episode, finding your core social media platform, the pros and cons of some of those platforms, and maybe I could help you find the one that's going to be the best fit for you and your audience. Hmm. I think I better start working on that episode soon. Once again, you can get Zach's download on how to set up a perfect broadcast on Periscope at amyporterfield.com forward slash 94 download. And the show notes are at amyporterfield.com forward slash 94. Thank you so very much for being here. I can't wait to connect with you again soon and take care until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.